two, one. Yeah, we ready right now. It's about time. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Command Time with Kayla and DT. It is the Command Time with Kayla and DT Eagles recap show as we recap the Philadelphia Eagles escape with a sneaky win against Washington Commanders, 34 to 31 in overtime. So, you know, just to start some things off, Kayla, um, you know, this was a it was a, a lot of good things we saw, but at the end of the day, um, the team took an L. Um, not only to the division rival, but it was a pretty fierce game. A team that um, that has a lot of accolades last year. Uh, previous NFC champion, uh, Super Bowl runner-ups, uh, MVP runner-up Jalen Hurts. You know this uh, talented team. What are you? What are your thoughts after you know this L? Okay, so two things. One, I don't want no more moral victories this season, unless like later down the line, you know. But I, I, this is a good game. It it showed growth from a previous week when the whole team laid a whole dud, ain't really do too much. It showed growth within the team and within the coaching staff. It was a good game from start to finish. It was just a good game, other than some areas, but. Uh, I'm just tired of the moral victories. That's how I feel. Tired of the moral victories. They did start off fast. Yeah. I liked. They started off scoring first, putting up points. Offense moved down the field. Sam looked well, but we're going to get more into that later into the show. Yeah. Um, I, I definitely sense the move around social media is done with more victories. And the main reason why is it's year four for Ron. So enough of the more victories, uh, enough of the the little things that, that matters to some. We we didn't get the W, and this was a game that we had in our grasp and we had a chance to win. Most definitely. Um, this team – Came out way better than the previous Sunday against the Bills, and maybe due to the fact that we have played the Eagles for a quite a long time since they're our rivals. But the moment didn't really look as big to them compared to when we played uh, the Bills. And, and yeah, and I think for the people who like the moral victories, like yeah. We can point those things out. There's no, there's no problem with it, but it you gotta look at the bigger picture. At some point, that's you not. You gotta look enough. at the bigger picture. Yeah, you gotta look at the bigger picture when it it is stated with Ron, when it's stated with the general managers, it's stated with the staff. This this team has to win games. It's under new ownership. It's it's a lot of things moving parts around it, and I I question I question a lot of people who are still stuck on the more victories. And like all in all, like we're all fans, we're all humans, right, Kayla? Like I, I definitely do see the more victories in, in 
in the sense of mainly uh, a young quarterback. Uh, he rebounded from a very bad game, and, you know, that stuff happens. But he rebounded. But even Sam himself said, you know, the more victories don't matter when you didn't get the job. So like just like as in last week, they 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 saw the problem, they fixed the problem. Now let's see how you grow from the moral victory. I want to see this is a ne- another challenge for them. Um, y'all came close against a good team. Now it's time for you guys to demolish a team that y'all are supposed to demolish, plain and simple, from start to finish. And more on from the Eagles game. The, let's talk about things on the defensive side. Like this defense actually have started extremely bad. From the front seven to the secondary, mainly Kendall Fuller has played solid all season, pretty much. Curls been spotty, but from the defense to the set secondary and Forbes, he's been up and down. He's a rookie, so you gotta expect what you can expect from him. But the defense has been a letdown. They've been letting up thirty plus points in several games. What do you think is the problem with the defense? Do you think it's a Jack Del Rio thing? Do you think it get, can get turned around? What do you think is the main problem on this defense? Oh, man. Um, I'm going to be very blunt with you, Kayla. This this defense has been extremely inconsistent. This defense has been up and down. Um, It never starts fast, but it it finds its groove later on in the season. Yeah, that's cool. And that could possibly happen this coming Thursday. But when... Will we get tired of that? Especially when we're playing teams that should be compatible to. All offseason, we gave praise to the amount of talent on the defense, the amount of veterans that's on this defense, younger players that have a lot of experience from the past couple of years, like a hidden gem like a Derek Forrest, uh, uh, St. Juice, Jamin Davis growing within the position. Uh, Deron Payne had his big explosive year last year. Montez Sweat and Chase Young looking to try to break the bank and get on the dollars. John Allen, the leader of the defense. When do this stuff get tiring? It's it's very tiring at this point because I know this team is talented on that side of the ball, but I can't find a game where we actually dominated. And I'm talking about dominating like a good team. If we play a good team, it's either we get outcoached or we're, we're, we're hanging in there, but then eventually we crack. That That's the, the issue I have. And, you know, the game Sunday, Forbes, okay, I'm not really as crazy as this timeline, Twitter, and all that other stuff. Like, Forbes is a rookie at the end of the day. He, he he's going against two top wide receivers, like legit two of them. He probably would have played the SEC outside of AJ Brown. AJ Brown came out a little bit later, but the point I'm, I'm saying is his cha- biggest challenge was going up against two basically wide receiver ones, and you know he got tested. But everybody brings up the bad, the fact that it was nine catches, 175 yards. Nobody brings up the good plays he did. Nobody brings up when he broke the ball on it. That's why the kid has confidence. But, you know, it was a welcome to the NFL moment for Emmanuel Forbes, and I expect him to bounce back. 
because he has that confidence. I've seen it. Okay, so how I feel about the defense this past week and Jack Del Rio, I think this is his contract year. I, as a fan and personally, think that this defense, I've stated it before, has outgrown his system. You can see it on the field. You can see it on the field. And we may need, like, a younger defensive coordinator back there to rally these guys to make them more hungry because they're playing, but at spurts they don't play together. But I have not hit the panic button quite yet on the season because I know whatever happens every year around, like, week five, week six, even though it shouldn't be happening every season. I'm sick of seeing it. That's why I think this defense has outgrown that. You can't keep on starting off slow. I do think they pick things up, so I'm not panicking quite yet. But it's the simple things. Why aren't you providing safety help with Emmanuel Forbes against one of the best receivers? Why do you have him on AJ the whole game? Even if Emmanuel was a young bull and wants to guard the best, you got to let him know it's for the best of the team. Maybe you against Smith, you, you, you know you want to get one against him. Keep that, divert that energy to him. We'll provide him with safety help. Which the safeties haven't been great this season as at all, to me, honestly. Um, they definitely got to step up as well. And part Barton is more of a liability. I've given him a little bit of credit saying he's new, but at this point, I'm ready to see them put somebody else back there. In the past, when early in the season, when Jack sees a problem, he will sit that player or give them less snaps. You can see the difference. Hopefully, he does that with Barton. Um, because you can tell, like when he's giving up plays, he's not standing. You see a ball on the ground for a fumble. You're not even trying to get it. That could have been a turning point in the game to get us a good field position to get that three that we lost by. It's the small things, like Jack. They don't provide pressure like all game. Like Chase Young did. I'm not gonna lie. Chase Young did stand out amongst that defensive line. But the small things, like why in a big moment in a big game. Why aren't why isn't Jonathan Allen and I know he needs a breather, but at certain points you know you need to know when to rest your starters and when not to rest your starters. JSW is good, but him not containing hurts. Just the small things that are hurt you in the long run. That's why I think it's time for us after the season to move on from him. But I'm not panicking on the season. I still think the defense will still be a top ten unit in the NFL as the, as the season balances out. So so Caleb. I want to ask this question, right? This this defense, what we 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 see last year, the biggest excuse was um, Cam Curl missed the first couple of games. When he came back, this defense was lights out. A thousand percent. Without Chase, so. Cam Crow is playing. Chase Young is playing. I'm thinking Juice may need to go back outside. And that's where I want to go in the conversation because now there's a lot of talks about people saying, uh, you know, in terms of matchup-wise, Forbes should have been on Devontae um, Smith, which, you know, I understand the logic. At least for some of the games. He had one. Here's the thing, though. If you do that, who's covering the slot? Because this, the second this round... Is where, pick, this we, is where the development of Quan Martin should have been taking place. 
because we haven't seen him even play as much he's, in the starting lineup. No, he's only doing – he's tackling on special teams. That's about it. For a second-round pick, I'm not saying he's a bust already. He's just only week five. It is a, a complicated position to play, and he's had a few injuries. And coming into the season, he did lose someone. So I'm not going to say that man's a bust, but, like, I, I'm expecting a little bit more from him on the defensive side. Or a Jeremy Reeves. Like, I'm expecting a little bit more from him on the defensive side. It's a contract year. He was all pro last year. The special teams is not as good as it was last year. It's the small things like that. So, I'm not going to say Martin is a bust because it's way too early. But not only is it a complicated position for him, it's a complicated pick because now you look at it, and there could have been other things addressed in terms of they were trying to do a trade. They were trying to nobody was trying to trade with them. I, I um, watched the command center. And they I feel you, I feel you. They, they, they were getting bad offers. They were getting bad offers, but there are still people on the board that they could have took instead of trying to go that route of doubling down. Thousand I think they wanted branch, but branch got taken right before him. And in my opinion, I felt like if we just needed a corner, we needed a, another outside guy that can make plays to go with the top three corners. And I felt confident in the development of a Percy Butler, although he's kind of been very wishy-washy through the first four games. And I think it's mainly because they rotate the safety so much when they need to be consistent with Who's staying in that safety? I think it, it needs to be forced at the free. You can also end. tell the difference in the loss of Chris Harris, that defensive back coordinator. You can tell the difference. I wish we would have kept him another year. That is an interesting point that you brought up, Kayla. They're dropping way too many picks. Small things that's hurting them. I've seen like eight drop picks throughout the whole secondary this whole season. Those are the small things. You see ball, you get ball. If you touch it, like some of those, you they could have caught. Yeah. Um, man, that's an interesting point. I also think with the defensive line, I don't know what it is, man. But this defensive line should be destroying offensive lines. Like when, and I, I know people get tired when I say this. When I see Dallas, when I see the 49ers, I see them wreck havoc. I see them disrupt everything. I see them make it hard for a quarterback to even finish his drop, to to keep his eyes up on the field to look at where he's supposed to throw. I just haven't seen that consistently. And I think that's where I think where your point is they outgrown. I think the defensive line has outgrown the scheme. I believe they like the defensive line coach, but in terms of the scheme and telling them what to do, I think they're tired of it, yo. I really do because Nothing you're new, not getting the almost predictable. And we're rushing four, knowing we're not always going to get there with four. Nope. And then you have Chase Young 
on oh my goodness they have different people lined up on people that's not even supposed to be lined up against them and then you then blame the player but that's actually the culture's fault for putting them in that position i'm also going to say this now i actually think chase young is better when his hands in the dirt and then when he's standing up a thousand percent. You're a thousand percent right. I see. Right. I see more power. I see more power. I see more control with it, and he did it a lot at Ohio State. I don't know. I mean, he also stood up at Ohio State, but the point I'm trying to say is, I think there has to be some type of change a little bit in Chase Young's style to be back the dominant player. He did that glimpse we saw on Sunday. That's what. We need to see more of. And he did flash a little bit the most out of the defensive line. I still still need to see more. more. And hopefully the, the death, hopefully the death coming in can help replenish that um Obata and Mathis. That's definitely true. They should be coming in within the next two or three weeks, or a week or two, something to that sort. Um, because they're coming off the pup list. Um Moving forward to some positives, like who stood out to you on offense on Sunday? Sam Howell. Let's talk about Sam Howell. <laughs> do you think, still early, still early, do you think we have found our guy? I don't want to go that early, but the traits, the the confidence, the, the mental toughness, the poise, those are those are things that show me that you are at least a starting quarterback, close to a franchise quarterback. And I think for I think for Sam is you know he's still learning the game. And the more he plays, the better he's gonna get. And once he gets better, I think the sky is the limit because I feel like he still has the best ceiling out of all the quarterbacks that came out of his class. We know with Brock Purdy, he's with the 49ers. His floor is a little is a low, but he can play within that system because the system is so good and they have playmakers around him. Um, Pickett, his ceiling was low. Because he played so long in in college, but he had all the starting quarterback traits and, already yep. in the tangibles, anticipation, throwing on time and played in the NFL offense. So he was a, a, a little bit ahead of the learning curve from Sam. And we got Desmond Ritter, who's so far he's um he's been struggling in Atlanta, and it looks like they could be on Heineke watch. And I think what Sam is you looked at him when he came out of college. He he produced big numbers. And when he lost the talent around him, he still produced. That's something that's supposed to happen. He when changed his game, just, too. He started to use his legs a little bit more, his athleticism a little bit more. That's so something that happens in the NFL, man. I'm going to go ahead and put it on record that I'm going to go ahead and say I think I pray. I think we may have found our guy at quarterback. 
I'm sick and tired of quarterback carousel in D.C. Like, I, I, once we have our guy, I want us to just stick behind him. I'm already hearing people talk about, um, what if we finish um, below subpar? Do you go get another quarterback? No, you develop this quarterback. He has a good quarterback coach helping him. He understands what he has messed up, and he does grow each week from those mistakes from the previous week. And he is a very great leader. And in a two-minute drill, I, I'll take him any day. Two-minute drive, take him any day. Those are what I want to see in my quarterback. I don't want to talk about next year's draft. I don't want to talk about none of that. Let's talk about now. Let's talk about building with Sam Howell. He has some deficiencies, but he's a young quarterback. No quarterback is perfect coming out. But he has lived up to the fifth round. I think, to me, he's playing better than any of the other quarterbacks, um, except for maybe one um, from that draft class, him and Purdy. That's about it. And those are the two guys nobody have thought would even – see the NFL field pretty much um, as a starter and produce. So I'm going to go ahead and say I think Sam is the guy. Um, I'm not going to change up no matter if he has a bad game or not. Um, I just want to build with him in the future. I don't want this all this talent each year to have to get another quarterback, another quarterback, another quarterback. Like, I'm sick and tired of it. And once we get that in your brain, that's what you continue. That's what you want to see. That's not what I want to see. Like, at all, and I think we got to go. We got to stay confident. Continue to build that offensive line. It's been better than last season. Continue growing. Even the small mistakes from last week, they've grown a little bit this week. You can see it. Of course, Philly provides a lot of pressures. They have a dominant defensive front, but he didn't get a sack as many times as I thought he would have. And the times he did get sacked, the offensive line did let him down. All those sacks, and Wiley um, still don't know why Eb like really really liked him so much. But that's a whole nother topic for another day. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like I'm confident in Sam, like, and nobody can change my mind about it. Well, with Sam, the one thing I want people to understand is this: like, even though he has played good, I I just need to see I need to see a better O line around him. My my prayer is. He plays despite of a bad O-line. He can be the guy, and then, you know, in future talks, you can invest more into that position, and you can get a, a, a truer evaluation of what he can be. Because I know a lot of people in the offseason said, well, you know, I don't see him as a top 20 quarterback and this and that, but I'm pretty sure there was always talks when, Tom Brady, when he came out, um, he was a six-round pick. Nobody thought he was going to be the GOAT. So it, you you never know somebody's journey until you actually seen it. So Sam so far has played good, but I'm going to tell you, once he stacks multiple get games back-to-back, then I might buy in. Then I'm, I'm, I might have to say the words, you know. Okay, so moving forward. So overall in that game, we just saw growth. We need to move, win moving forward. Who do you want to see step up against the Bears before we close out? The defense. The, the defense overall needs to step up, man. Like, you're about to head to a big stretch where you have an opportunity to get up good and reasonable wins before you play the Philadelphia Eagles again. And if you can win the games that I expect you to, 
you're putting yourself not only on the national spotlight, but you're putting yourself in a chance and an opportunity to get in the playoff with this roster. So Thursday night starts the rate the, the one on on this top ten, at least top fifteen defensive unit. A thousand percent. You gotta contain Justin Fields. But we're gonna go ahead and save that for our pregame show coming later in the week before the Thursday night matchup against the Bears. Any last thoughts to close out against the Eagles? Man, uh, look, let's start with the moral victories, man. L's a L, but in spite of that, that was a great game, and it kept me on my feet. And, you know, I don't like moral victories either. Great game. A shout-out to Philly, like, uh, you know, um, you know. Um, that's not going to happen in four weeks, but shout out to y'all, you know, and Terry definitely caught that ball. Um, no comment, but like, yes, it's not the Eagles time. It's not the Cowboys time. It's not the Giants it's time. Not Philly time. It's not Philly time. It's command time. Catch me on Twitter, kpow0922. And DT, take us out. And you guys can catch me at D. Cleveland Jr. and at Darius Riggs at the Ends and Out D podcast. This is Command Time with Kaylin DT. And y'all have a great night. Got me feeling so free.